My guest today is Paul Green, owner of the MSP Marketing Edge and Paul Green's MSP Marketing. Paul is a marketing veteran with over seven years of experience in MSP and technology marketing and many more years of experience in other industries. Take it away, Paul. So most MSPs admit that they're not very good at sales and marketing, and it's uh, it's almost a bit of a distress activity, but something they've got to do, obviously, if they want to grow the business. And it ultimately comes down to, can we get enough quality sales appointments with prospects who are qualified? And qualified means that they are likely to buy and they're of a size that's the kind of client that you would want. There's no point you sitting down in a sales meeting with a one-man band who wants his iPad screen, his cracked iPad screen to be repaired, because we all know that's not a qualified prospect. But you will have a minimum user number, you'll have a minimum revenue per month that you want to hit, and that's what we mean by a qualified prospect. So yeah, in this KPI, we're talking about making sure we get enough of those, which is almost a bit of a strange conversation, because many MSPs will say, well, I just want more and more and more of those. But actually, there is a whole there is a whole process around getting those that we need to look at. Sales appointments is kind of the end. Uh, well, it's it's the start of the sales process, but it's the end of the marketing funnel. And if you think about you know how how do we get sales appointments in the first place? Well, first of all, we start with leads. So leads are uh, people who are in our audiences. They're listening to us. They're consuming our market. Your LinkedIn connections, they're all leads. Your email database, they're all leads. Uh, and then leads eventually at some point become prospects. Now, by being a prospect, they're putting their hand up, uh, either because they've filled in a form or they've done a live chat or they've booked a call with you, which I'll come on to in a second. In some way, they're saying to you, hey, we have a need or we have a want or we have a pain that we want someone to take away. So you can have thousands of leads. You may only have 10 or 15 prospects right now, but those are the people who could go on to become clients. Now, the KPIs that I would look at if I was running an MSP, from there, I would say, right, what's our process? So it's 2023 or 2024. These days, you know, the, the days of someone just picking up the phone and saying, come and see me, that all changed. The, the pandemic from a few years ago accelerated all of that. People buy in a different way these days. They want to do the vast majority of their research in private. They want to just Google stuff. They want to look at us on our website. They want to consume our marketing without having to talk to us because we all know that having to talk to the salesperson is a distress activity, right? If they could sign up for managed services without talking to anybody and just do it through a self-service portal, they would. Now, you and I know that we don't want them to do that because A, they don't know what they're buying and B, they'd buy the right, the wrong thing anyway. Uh, but what we, what we, I would do if I ran an MSP is I would take people who are prospects who have inquired in some way using some of those methods I was just talking about. And rather than moving straight to a physical real life sales appointment, I would put something in the middle. And that thing I'd put in the middle is a 15 minute video call. And that's actually something I'd put into the KPI. So I'd be tracking how many leads we have, how many prospects we have, how many video calls we're doing, and then how many physical sales appointments. Now, Steve, you said to get me back on to talk about qualifying, and I've got loads to talk about when we do that, but one of the most powerful qualification tools is a video call. A 15 minute video call is an acceptable level of investment, both for you and for your prospect because A, we can do it in the office, 
it's it's one minute prep before we all just jump on a zoom as we all do day in day out and i do mean a zoom by the way not teams teams is horrible for most non-msps right zoom is is the standard business tool for, for doing this kind of thing so don't and i say this is a mac user who doesn't use teams when i have to jump on a teams call it's it's like click click login click 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 microsoft click click and it's a pain versus zoom which is which is just straight on so asking them to give up 15 minutes of their time is great. Psychologically, they'll say, do you know what? It's only 15 minutes. If this guy's an idiot, I'll just, I'll just pile him off. It doesn't really matter. There's no commitment. It's okay. Now, what you're actually looking to do on that 15-minute call is to bond with them, to engage with them, to get them talking about their favorite subject. Steve, what's everyone's favorite subject? Myself. Exactly. So you get them talking about themselves, you get them talking about their business. That 15 minute Zoom, you know you've done well when it becomes a 20, 25, 30 minute Zoom. Because they're talking so passionately about their business and their hopes and their fears and their wants and their needs and their plans for the future. And uh, as you can imagine, that's how you know you have just hooked in a really hot prospect. From here, that's where you move to convert someone to a sales appointment. So I would measure number of prospects, so people who are engaging with you in some way, then the number of those that you convert into a video call, and then the number of those that you convert into a sales call. And as with any kind of funnel, I would expect the numbers to go down the further you go down that funnel. Most MSPs have very, very few sales meetings, but the reason they survive is A, because it's monthly recurring revenue, and B, because they keep the client for 10 years. So you sell someone at $1,000 a month and keep them for 10 years, that's $120,000 from one, one sales process. And most other businesses don't benefit like that. If, if you're not happy with your marketing results, do, do more activity to more people. The, the, the one caveat with sales meetings is because they're so few and far between for MSPs, you've got to measure the quality as much as the quantity. And this is, this is particularly important when you start using external um, or, or internal appointment setters, people who are trying to generate meetings on your behalf. If you measure them just on meetings, then you will end up a very busy fool doing lots of meetings with those one-man band business owners with an iPad, and we don't want those. Um, I, would, I would rather you had two physical meetings a month with a very good qualified prospect than I would you have five physical meetings a month with just anybody, where maybe they don't even turn up to the meeting. So I think that I think the goal with this and the trick, Steve, is to put in place a system. And I love systems, regular systems where the same things happen on a regular basis. The reason I love systems is because you can systemize, you can tackle everything systematically. And when you've set up a system and you've been running it for a while, you typically get the same results week in, week out. With the caveat of, you know, when vacations happen and the whole country goes on holiday, of course, results will dip. But even then, seasonally, seasonal, that's the word I'm looking for. Seasonally, you can compare year on year to see how things have, have, have trended. That, I used to own a, a marketing company uh, before I sold that in 2016 and got into the MSP space. And we had, um, we had three, we used to send out, this was our cadence, we'd send out two emails a week to 12,000 email addresses. Off the back of that, I had three full-time telephone people whose job was to phone the people, basically they phoned people who clicked on the email link, so they didn't know that they were gonna get a phone call, but they phoned those people, or they phoned people who'd opened them, and their job was to book appointments for two field sales people. And we knew, we got that system so perfect that we knew that if I only sent one email in a, in a week, then it would result in one less sale 
about 16 weeks down the line. So I, I was very motivated to make sure, and all, all that I did as the owner of the business was made sure the cogs kept working. I made sure that the emails went out, that the uh, the, the telesales people uh, picked up the phone and did the correct number of dials. I was monitoring how uh, often they got through to people, so their, their sort of dial to, to, um, uh, to decision-maker ratio. Uh, I was then monitoring the performance of our sales people, and what we had, we had a, we created a completely predictable system. It was weird. We were out selling, you know, different services to different people, um, but we were able to predict exactly what revenue we would we would get based on the cogs all working. And when the revenue dipped, every single time I could look back and see that a cog had stopped spinning effectively and I hadn't spotted it. So I put in another system. So I just became a policeman. I became a police officer constantly watching the cogs in the business and knowing that, that it would just then generate revenue. And quality was an important one of those cogs. So whenever anyone books an appointment, I had a member of my team phone up uh, and, and do some quality work and some quality testing work to make sure that I wasn't sending my salesperson driving 300 miles for a, for a low quality appointment. So I do think you're right, KPIs go up, they stay steady or they go down. But I think sometimes, and this is one of those examples, quality is the, is the one that you have to keep an eye on more than anything else. And the nice thing about setting up systems like you mentioned is now you've got something where, all right, well, I'm going to make this one tiny change. From, from now on, I'm going to ask them if they have a budget in mind for this. Mm. And now let's see, one has the number of appointments we're setting dropped. I think you need to look at the quality of the appointments because if you're asking somebody if they have a budget in mind, now you're starting to talk dollars and now you can say, oh, you know what? They've got a budget in mind, but it's like way less than what I even want to bring on a new client for. So now I can gracefully say, hey, you know what? Maybe this isn't going to be a new fit. And that's an okay reason for you to not have another sales appointment. But that just means you got to work a little harder at the top of the funnel to get more of those to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. I think the only thing with asking for a budget is sometimes people say, hey, my budget's here. But actually, if you put stuff in front of them that they really want, they, they will up their budget to here, especially if you're working with the business owner who doesn't have to answer to anyone. It's it's like anything, isn't it? You know, if I said to you, Steve, what's your budget for a new car? And you say, well, $20,000. And then you go out and you get in, you get in a Tesla and you think, oh, I really want one of these, you will find a way to, to spend the $50,000 or whatever a Tesla costs, uh, you know, versus, versus what your budget was. So budget can be a qualifying question. I think budget, there are three really I'd put together. Budget, ha what's your, have you got a budget for that? Uh, or what's your budget for that is a better question. How many staff have you got? And what, what was your revenue last year? Now they may not give you a budget because they may not have thought about it. They will definitely tell you how many staff they've got because that's a that, that's a kind of like a boasty figure. And if their their uh, their revenue, so their annual revenue is is a figure that they're proud of, they'll happily tell you. If they don't tell you, it's normally because it's it's too low, <laughs> and and people don't like to talk about their revenue when it's when it's too low. But if you say to them, hey, you know, how many staff have you got? What's your annual revenue? They say, oh well, we've got we've got twelve staff and we're at one point six mil a year you know, instantly we've just qualified them. And it doesn't matter how much they think they're going to spend on IT, a good sales process will take them through and find things that they want and will sell them more than they were expecting to buy, but they'll be happy. I did pull budget right out of my rear. That may not have been the best, but the point still stands that if you decide, hey, I'm going to make a change in my system, in my process, 
document the change, document like when it changed, and start looking at all of your metrics to see how has this change affected my business overall. And that's the one thing I wanna stress to everybody. You can set up each of these metrics uh, and, and there's gonna be dozens as, as we go through and, and keep recording these, right? But you also need to know how these metrics work together. Yes, completely. It is, it's a, you know, my, my job as an MSP marketing expert is to simplify marketing. And actually the reality is behind the scenes. It's a, it's a maze of, of information and cogs and all these moving parts. And that's too scary for most MSPs, which is why I think what you're doing here is great. You're just trying to keep it really simple. One tiny thing, let's look at one tiny thing in a bite-sized chunk and let, when we understand that, let's move on and do something else. Exactly. And with that said, Let's move on and do something else. Thank you so much, Paul, for coming on here. We've all been there. The phone rings, your largest client is on the line, totally panicked. Their CEO spilled coffee all over her laptop and it's completely dead. Everything she needed for her investor presentation tomorrow was on that laptop. There's nothing more heart-stopping than losing business-critical data. Whether you get hit with ransomware, hardware failure, or human error, data loss can be a business-ending event. Backups are your final stand when a threat penetrates your layers of defense. That's where Comet Backup comes in. Comet is a secure, reliable backup solution designed specifically for MSPs. Protect computers, servers, virtual environments, emails, and databases. You choose where the data is stored. Backup to local on-prem storage or any of the leading cloud providers to slash your storage costs. Comet grows with your business with scalable per-device pricing. Test drive Comet Backup with a 30-day free trial. Get $50 free credit when you sign up with the promo code ROCKETMSP. Start running backups in 15 minutes or less at CometBackup.com. Comet Backup, the backup solution that MSPs trust.